Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast, everybody. I am your host, Antonio. With me, as always, Eric and Keenan. And we are joined especially by probably the best guests we're ever going to have. And my God, that means so much. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself for us? Uh, our guest here, uh, Mr. Russ. Well, you told me to introduce myself, and then you told them who I was. I don't know what I'm supposed yeah, to say. Just, you you know, know, really just, this is not off to a strong start. Like, I don't... I. I think I need to cut out. I'm 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 done, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm Russ Fisher at Dynasty Hados on Twitter. I am here to guess because Antonio asked me to, and I said yes. That that's the deep dirty story about this. You, no, the you truth know, is I love these guys, and you know I've been asking <laughs> to come on anyway. Okay, hi. Hey, I know I really butchered that. We've been talking for like 45 minutes now because. You know, it was the 4th of July weekend and we got our kids and they're really coming back from all of that. And, man, they really decided that tonight was just not the best night to start at a good time. Mm -hmm. So, man, that kind of that kind of flow did mess with me here. But, no, I, I love Russ. I love Dynasty Outhouse. You have so much going on. Uh, you have your DAP ne network, like you said. You produce every show known to man uh, as far as podcasts go. And, my gosh. Letting people you know your edit is a terrible yeah. idea. Can you give him like a half hour to announce his 20 shows, please? Go ahead, Russ. I don't even remember them anymore. That's the bad part. Like, I always leave something out. Um, well, there's Trade Addicts podcast, me and Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict, uh, which is part of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. All those awesome shows. Go check all of those out. What else do I do? I do... See, completely forgot. Dynasty, Dynasty game, night. game night. Yeah, Dynasty game night with John Bosch, Matt Price, and Rocky has been just saving our lives with the amount of episodes he's been putting out. Um, the DLF trade show, uh, me and Addison Hayes, uh, every Thursday on the DLF YouTube that comes out. I do the uh, Outhouse Thoughts, which is on the DAP Network YouTube, which is once a week, just, you know, quick, like 10, 15 minutes of me showing the world how crazy I am, which is insanely fun. And my days of, I, I usually do it every Monday, but then, yes, you know, two days ago, no, yesterday was Monday and there was no work. And then today was Tuesday and I had apparently promised someone else I would record during lunch. So now I have to do it tomorrow, like uh, schedules and doing things and you need to get your agenda. I need a freaking assistant. That's assistant. what I need. Eric, Eric was just looking for a new job. Hey, yeah, man, you, you want and you, you want to get paid in like Twitter followers or something? I could do that. <laughs> yeah. a lot of tags, man. A lot of retweets. I don't out. have any money, but you know, I'll, yeah, I'll retweet the <laughs> shit out of everything you put out there. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so we talked about having a Fourth of July weekend, one of my favorite holidays of the year. Uh, Russ, how did your Fourth of July weekend go, my friend? What did you have going on? Oh, man. But real quick, we were talking about all of our kids and everything. Thankfully, I missed <laughs> this one. I just got a text from my wife. Oh, no. Uh, she was talking to my eight-year-old. Just covered evolution, theology, and reproduction with our eight-year-old. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for this podcast right now. Wow. <laughs> we just saved you. You dodged a big bullet there, man. You wow. <laughs> That's not a conversation I'm looking forward to. No, that was okay. Wow. <laughs> a conversation. Let's let's forget that ever happened. Uh Fourth of July was nice. I don't remember what happened Friday <laughs> or Saturday. I'm sure something happened. Uh Sunday for the actual fourth. We just had one family over. They live in the development. We've, you know, they're my wife's best friend, my kids are best friends. And, you know, they came over, we barbecued, we put a fire pit together. So we made some s'mores. It was just a nice relaxing night. And then 
apparently everyone in my development had fireworks and just felt like doing it the exact same time. So my kids were literally outside the house, running around the house in circles because in every direction at one point or another, there were fireworks going off. So they're just like, and I'm in the, in the house, like hugging my dog. Like, yeah. It's going to be okay. It's going to be <laughs> not okay. That is kids, the dog. <laughs> oh no, my kids were fine. They loved it. Good. My dog was freaking out. Like it was so weird because like, she's eight months, uh, an English bulldog where bulldogs are supposed to be like lazy, like mellow dogs. And mine is a caffeine fiends, like beast, like thing. Like you'd think she was drinking espressos and stuff like that. But like, she was just like huddled, like, terrified and i'm just like no it's okay baby it's no one's gonna hurt you but you know it was it was a nice day and then you know having yesterday off was nice to just freaking relax for a bit but real world has returned how about you guys how was your fourth well I know eric had the same situation yeah grilled out went in the pool you know yeah, yeah, your, your dogs say it again <laughs> oh with the dogs oh um yeah no my dogs are that they, they do not like fireworks either well, i mean the one was fine so my one dog absolutely hates them my other dog was perfectly fine with it for like the first year and then now for some reason he just he he just gets so scared he'll start shaking too and i don't know oh, they just, they <laughs> poor nuts, puppy. But, yeah and you heard you heard him barking that they sound like the that scariest. Does dogs. not sound like a, a weak little dog. <laughs> yeah, they're they're little babies though. Uh, yeah, no, but the like you said though too, the pool the pool was fun. Eric and I, you know, being brothers, we hung out together and um yeah, did some barbecuing as well. My son got to swim and he learned how to how to swim for the first time. He's about two and a half and my daughter's already been in the pool. She's one years old for like a mm-hmm. couple weeks now. And <laughs> I don't know, it's it was nice to finally get that going. It made life a little bit easier. He always would watch us from the deck and just mm. say, all right, you jump in, you jump in. Let me push you in. I was like, no, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I do have a question for you guys in the spirit of food, because, you know, my son was eating a hot dog on Sunday and just decided he's going to dip it in the water that he's playing around with. And you, he's you let him it. watch the contest. Is that what happened? You know, that's a really good, a really good idea. Uh, a really good thought. Cause man, Joey Chestnut just makes me want to, a, I want to like throw it. up, but like, but love him at the same time. It's like he's like, a Bills fan. There. He is a Bills fan. He is a Bills fan. Did not know that. Fun fact. But in the spirit of soggy food and my children, what is your guys' favorite soggy food that you would love to eat? And also in the spirit of having a guest, Russ, I'd like to hear yours first. All right. So you, you thankfully gave me a little bit of head notice on this like 20 minutes ago. I'm going to ask this question soggy food what the hell um (laughs) so here's here's my answer and it is completely off of my normal horrible food kind of stuff um for a while my wife and i were dieting and there are zoodles like zucchini noodles which is pretty much just zucchini sliced really like to look like a noodle it's not any sort of noodle whatsoever it is literally just zucchini but you saute zucchini just dump it in tomato sauce and a whole lot of spice like i throw so much garlic on everything just because Uh, garlic's wonderful uh, and honestly like after a while the zucchini when it gets so hot it does get a little mushy and and it's just honestly like you just sit there like not noticing what's going on nothing will ever be an actual replacement for pasta 
So like I don't want anyone to believe that nothing will be pasta except for pasta. Like gluten-free <laughs> pasta is okay. Chickpea pasta is actually very good. But I the, the zoodles are they were good. They're, they're they are not pasta. I, I don't want anyone to get that weird assumption. It is not, but it is still just really freaking good. Especially anything with tons of garlic is good anyway. And then well, you add meatballs because you need actual protein, but like seriously, zoodles and sauce is really my and it, it mushes up and it's just it's wonderful. Oh, man, I, I I skipped a good part of dinner tonight, so I was kind of eating fast, and I, that's getting me going a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Keenan? You know, I just googled what's the best soggy food, just because I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I know, caught you on the spot. I know you're a little late to the party. And Wait, I'm curious what came up. Nothing good. Nothing good. Um, I, well, I already Alex said yes, I zucchini bread is good. I was waiting there for like someone to say like, oh, you know, I love Captain Crunch, but I love leaving it in the milk for too long. So I do. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, look at that. We're so like this. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I love Captain Crunch and you leave it in the bowl for 10, 15 minutes is the best thing. Best thing. That's my saggy food. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of milk, I'm going to add mine because I, I don't know how many people do this, but my – my wife, she always makes fun of me for doing it. So mine is soggy Oreos, but not just dipping your Oreo in the milk. I always break mine up, and I always put them, and I let them soak in the milk. Because the and best then, part is drinking the milk at the end of dipping that. Oreos that has all the pieces on the bottom. Oh, no, yes. 100% behind you. And the thing is, like, you Oreos, Chips Ahoy, or honestly, graham crackers in milk is severely it underrated. Is. Oh, and underrated. Oh, Ross, I've never done that. So good. My you have to be super careful because you know you dip the graham cracker in, and like you have to pick it up in a certain way that it doesn't just like, you know, doesn't just like <laughs> fall right off the rest of the graham cracker. But it it is so damn good, which is why I'm so excited that we made s'mores on oh. the fourth because we have a crap ton of graham crackers in the house now. I've... You know what? Uh, there's we're talking about so much food that like we were talking about Twizzlers before. Like I'm just gonna be a fat a hole the second we stop talking, and I'm just gonna go eat all these freaking snacks. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's yeah you, you guys you guys got me man. my wife hates my wife hates the milk the way that i treat that milk and the way i leave everything in and drink it like she's absolutely disgusted <laughs> and i'm like do you do you even understand like how to live like that's just what, what you do like with, about with co- dude cookies like how I, how I treat that milk dude, <laughs> I, that's one of, honestly that's one of the biggest <laughs> things i got upset about with food with her and i'm like excuse me like am I, this is a sin like you're drinking the milk like what so anyways i'm gonna get to my soggy food here and it's uh it's chilaquiles uh i know that's tough to pronounce it a lot of people don't know what that is but it's a mexican breakfast food that i fell in love with best soggy food in my life so it's actually really easy to make you get corn tortillas cut them into quarters and you just cook them in a pan with some like salsa verde, eggs if you choose, some chicken. Um, but you really just you just let it all kind of cook together, and you put some nice t- cheese on top of it. Mostly oh, cotilla. I'm super sold. Let's do but, that. But like it's it's amazing. It's fantastic, and it just gets all soggy, and you just let it all just kind of consume into your mouth. And then like the hot chips and the cold salsa just gets together, and the cheese. Yeah, man. Chila Kiles sounds it's, wonderful, and I am going to try and find that somewhere. In central New Jersey, I don't know if that—that's. I doubt that's a thing. It's got to be around here somewhere, though. <laughs> Starts it's, dude, we we had it in Mexico. When we when we were on honeymoon in Cabo, and like I, we can't go back. Like we try making it now. Obviously, it's never gonna be the same. But it's we're getting there. We're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. It's a. I don't know. We'll never know when we're gonna get back. But you know, speaking of not knowing things, 
I th- you, you know, three don't I, know what you're about to be in for. I never know what I'm about to be in for. So this well, this is very fitting right up. now. <laughs> well, really, probably just two out of three because I kind of told Russ. But the three of the three of you are about to play a little trivia game. Oh, I so love, welcome, Keenan. I love trivia. Oh my god. So in the spirit of today, we are going to talk about some sophomore players. Um, I'm not giving too much away. It doesn't mean that the trivia will be part of that, but we're going to discuss our sophomore players today, and we're going to talk about trade, seeing as Russ is a trade addict himself. So we're going to hear some thoughts on some I trades. I can't wait until Russ hears some of your trades. I, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to talk about those I cannot, today. Man. I, just, I cannot wait. Go ahead. So, And, you know, maybe we'll talk about Kyle Pitts or Kelvin Ridley. I know we talked about it a lot last week, but we'll see. So, all right, guys, uh, let's start this first one. How it's going to go is there's four clues. Um, once you guess, you're, you're out for that round. There's three players total. Um, and we're just going to – I mean, the points don't mean much. It's more for fun. But four, three, two, one is how we'll go down each round. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, sure. all right, I'll go ahead with the first clue here. Almost half of my receiving yards last year were after the catch. Brenda Uke. Remember, that was a good guess. You're wrong, but you are not out for this round. <laughs> Second clue, or Eric, do you have any guess, or Russ? Um, I'm going mean, to hold on, but I, I, do, I have yeah. a guess or two in my head. Okay. My new teammate has scored nine touchdowns in three of the last four seasons. Okay, so no. Okay, that took away literally all of my choices because I can't think of anyone <laughs> having a new teammate that would score that many touchdowns. All right. Okay, I have a different idea, but okay, keep going. Okay. I was eighth in broken tackles in the league for wide receivers, and I led all rookies in broken tackles per game, something that I was already known for in college. All right, I'm just going to guess A.J. Brown. It is not A.J. Brown. Eric, is one more clue left? Or I can, let, you can wait, guess. like led all rookies as in they were a rookie this year? They were a rookie last season. Oh, so never mind. Sorry, I'm I probably sorry. should have specified that. So if you would like to keep your guess, Russ, I did not specify that part. All right, cool. Then I'm going to take my guess back because you all know, right, clearly yours. I... There's one last clue, and it'll probably give it away, but that's the point of the fourth clue. How come he gets his guess back? Because I'm the guest. Uh, was <laughs> it um, CD Lamb? It is not. The last one, I play in the AFC South. Oh, fucking. Oh, language. Yeah, seriously, man. I'm Gosh, guys, by that. I've never done that. I'm pretty good with it. Oh, man. Who the hell's in the. Maybe it didn't. I can never remember teams and divisions. Uh, Visca? It is LaVisca Chenault. Gosh, Good God. guess. LaVisca Chenault. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Uh, yep. has nine touchdowns in three of the last four seasons. That, Yeah, that sounds um, good, right? LaVisca came in with a crap ton of broken tackles. And, yeah, yep. he has 298 of his 600 receiving yards last year after the catch. So right. somebody we're probably going to talk about a little bit later. All right, player number two. Russ, got the win there. Got your point. Uh, so, uh, all right, in weeks seven to 12, I was running back four. But running back two on a points per game basis. Weeks seven to twelve, I was running back four, but running back two on a point per game basis. Taylor. Let me know if Ooh, it was a good guess, but that is incorrect. It was one of two people that I had yeah. in my head, so I just figured I would got go for it. Try and get those points. <laughs> Number two, Eric. Aaron Keenan, you like me going up? All right. Yeah, I have never played 
so last season, my rookie year, I never played more than 65% of snaps in any game. I I have a guess, but it's probably wrong. No, we can keep yeah. it going. Okay. All right. Ready, Eric? Keep uh-huh. going. Last year, in my rookie year, I had almost three times as many touches than I did in total in college. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other that guy I was thinking of. That one will probably give it away. Antonio Gibson? Yeah. Antonio Gibson. Good guess. Yeah. I, I knew I shouldn't have taken the easy one. I knew I shouldn't have guessed Tyler, <laughs> but it, just it if because he did so well towards the sec- the second half of the season. Yeah, but that yeah, no. so Jaden McKissick led, you know, he was behind he was second in the league in catches. He was on the field a lot, but only started seven games. You know, Antonio Gibson is a very, very prime player for a good breakout this season, um, especially with Fitzpatrick coming in. All right, yep. let's do our last one. So uh good good job there, Keenan. You got two points. Or three, uh, yeah, two points. All right, so last one. Before week six, I was wide receiver 11 in PPR, and after that, I was wide receiver 35. CD Lamb. Mother trucker. That is the right answer. Damn it, was that a... That was easy. Yeah, you knew that one? I, I mean, I would have got it. He'll but... say he does now because now yeah. he knows the answer. Yeah, lucky. Like, yeah, I was, I was hoping that the fifth. The I was hoping that the uh, week five would throw you off. So let me, let me run through. Yeah, I guess, dude, the next... I, it is burned into my skull that week five is the week that Dak got hurt. Oh man, that was a good one, man. So I did have that second. I, I guess I should have. So I, I also I gained eight hundred seventy-seven yards in the slot, and that's the most for a rookie in fifteen seasons. Oh wow, that I didn't know. So 877 of his 956 yards, I believe, was in the slot. So wow. that's that was crazy. Uh, and the third one was kind of a play on words that wouldn't really help with you guys because the spelling mattered. But if an injury didn't rain on our parade, my year could have been amazing. Dakota's Dak Prescott, Rain Dakota Prescott, Rain Dakota Prescott is his name. But that would have been kind of a foolish one. So I figured somebody would get it before. That's a nice job, Russ. All right. Yeah. That was a quick, fun little trivia game. Remember when Thanks you for letting him me win points. What did you say, Keenan? Remember when you traded him last night? <laughs> I did, man. I did trade him. I did trade him away. I'm pretty deep at wide receivers, though. So I I had to, you know. We'll talk about that a little later. Or actually, you know what? Why don't we why don't we discuss that now? So Russ, let maybe let's get into some trades. So we had a, a draft starting. It's a one quarterback. So I know I'm sorry, I know you love Superflex. We try to switch um, it. We try to switch it to Superflex, but we're working on it. Just kids. tell everyone who doesn't want Superflex to get out. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to do our all our um, uh, redraft league Superflex this year. I'm going putting it all up for vote. Every league. I'll hey. power to you, man. I'll power to you. So it's not, not going to pass. But... Trades. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to pass. But you did already give away, I guess, that it was my trade. So it is my trade. And I, I traded away CeeDee Lamb for 1-4. And two twenty-two firsts. Now that one of those two firsts is the worst team in the league, I know we can't project they'll be first, but it's, it's a lottery system too. So I'll get a top four. Okay, so one four in a one QB. So we're talking Chase. Devonta Smith is what it was. Yeah, really. Oh, that's yeah. I got to be honest. That's pretty much CD to me. Like, man, we've seen CD be really freaking good. And like that's really good capital that you got. You don't usually get three firsts for players anymore, especially one of them you know is the one four. But man, like 
that's just giving up CD for picks is so rough right now because like what do you want to get with those picks? Young wide receivers. <laughs> yep, I have I have Calvin Ridley, I have Justin Jefferson, I had Amari Cooper, um, I have Deontay Johnson. Like I, I have so many wide receivers, so I was like, I mean, you, know, you gotta get gotta make like if, if you and get super he only lucky, had two running backs on his roster. <laughs> Like next year, there's going to be a, a few good running backs coming out. Like I know we're just ragging on this 22 class, but there are going to be some good running backs. So if you, one of that pick does end up being the 11102, it might be worth it in the long run. But it just it can't feel good giving up CD Lamb. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, I haven't. It was with my brother, and I sent it to him, Eric. So it was with Eric, and I sent it to him like four hours earlier yesterday. And then we talked about a whole different, like a little different trade of mix up. And then two hours later, I find that trade accepted the first one. Mm -hmm. And I was just crapping my pants, dude. I was crapping my pants. I'm like, oh no, I didn't mean to send that to you. Like, can we, can we trade back? But like, we never, we didn't wind up. I've kept it. I'm a man of my, man of my word there. So we've kept it, but I even told him today we we could trade back, but he still said no, but I know maybe we'll see. We'll see. He was was texting me to reverse a trade. He was texting me to reverse a trade in the middle of the night. I'm like, (laughs) I wake, I wake up and we're in WhatsApp and it, like you could delete the message. I'm like, I'm like Antonio, what the hell was this? He's like, never mind. I find out later that he was trying to he was trying to get it reversed. I'm like, I'm like you want? Uh, so we're like on pick one six, a couple picks. And later, I told, I'm, like, I'm like, you guys want me to back up the draft and restart from one three? <laughs> it was a rough night, man. <laughs> but that's the fun of it, dude. My anxiety was just like going crazy. I was like, damn, what did I do wrong? Um, so in the light of CD lamb, what are you thinking, Russ, that the Cowboys with obviously, you know, that coming back, I, I'm sure we're comfortable and confident with his, his foot, but do you think CD lamb takes that leap this year? Cause I feel like I, nobody wants Amari Cooper. Like, I feel like they've written Amari Cooper off. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's wrong. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. A hundred percent. And, you know, so Amari, I still feel like he's going to be that number one wide receiver for Dallas. So do you feel like that? You know, Dak is going to overtake him. Uh, is going to overtake with CeeDee Lamb is going to give him more targets, is going to have him overtake uh, Amari Cooper, and then they may even let him go with that contract year that bothers well, you. Well, Amari's gone next year. Uh, like, unless okay. they really rework that contract, he's gone. I, I think we've sort of had that in the back of our minds since he signed that contract. You know, that like he was stuck for two years and then he's probably gone because if they keep him it's like 20 million dollars or something ridiculous like that but i really just do think that offense will be good enough to sustain cd omari and Gallup as a wide receiver three and with zeke being an rb1 like i i just i think that offense will be that good and because they were they they, for four and a half games they they were that good well, they were that good and because their defense was horrible and couldn't stop anyone, so they had to put up 40 points. There's but, no, that's the only reason it, the Falcons' offense ever does anything is because their defense is so I'm, damn bad. I'm not disagreeing with you. I traded for Amari Cooper in Antonio's league. I gave yep. up two firsts for him, and I, I'm not, I'm not regretting it at all. I, the, yeah. only, the only thing that concerns me is where is he going to end up next year? Yeah, but and, he'll choose. Uh, like the, but I mean, if we're talking, well, clearly we're talking dynasty. He's going to be 28 next year, in which case his value is going to start dying anyway. It's so weird. Like, I saw that today that he was 27. And it's just like, has he, like, I figured he would eternally be 23. Like, the dude came into the league at 19 or something. I think it was just 20 because I think Juju was like the youngest at 19. Um, And just like, he was always like any, 
Ugh, Amari's been so bad. He's just 22. Ugh, he keeps dropping the ball. He's just 22. He has so much. He's just 22. Oh, he's 27. All right. But I mean, he's still, he's awesome. He does really, like, he's always been good. The problem was he was never like the stud we thought he was going to be coming out of college, which like, I feel like if it were nowadays, like, and we knew all of the crap we know, we probably wouldn't have been as high on him. Like, you know, like BMI and hand size Twitter would have like shoved it down a little, like shoved his ADP down a little bit, you know, but like, seriously, like he's always been very good. It's just, he never lived up to that crazy hype, but he is a great player for your fantasy team. And and I feel like Dak's not going to let that go. Like, I don't, I don't think anything's changed. Like I know I mentioned that he was wide receiver 11 in those first five weeks. Cooper was wide receiver eight. You know, he was getting more targets. He, he, He was doing better. Everybody was doing better, but he was throwing the ball damn near 40 times a game for or 46 times a game i that's it happens like i mean the, yeah. the steelers do it like almost every single year the falcons come close to it a lot i mean remember there was like in the beginning of the season there was even a couple of games where the the vikings were going nuts throwing the ball 30 something times a game like and you clearly that's not what they want but still like it just sort of happens, especially again when your defense is as bad as the Cowboys or the Falcons. They're going to have to throw the ball. It's because they're going to want to stay in games and win, and they will be able to with that offense. After that injury, he was still wide receiver thirteen in the league. Amari, after and Dak, Dak was game. still top like five in points per game. It's yeah. just it's ridiculous. You know, you yeah. talked about twenty-eight year old wide receivers. Like that's that's something we were kind of talking about last week. Because I just feel like. I feel like those DeAndre Hopkins of the world, they're the elites, these Devontae Adams that are starting to get up there are just Keenan the Allen. Thing is old. Yeah, the Keenan yeah. Allen. Like even Keenan Allen. I feel like a lot of them, I mean, if Rogers, you know, for Adams' sake, stays in, in their situation, some of them could be up for oh, literally the best years of the career. You're talking bad about Keenan. <laughs> and, well, and and Keenan, and, and I don't know. I'm just it's just bothering me, I guess. Well, not bothering me because yep. I'm kind of trying to take advantage. But it's bothering that we are just doing nothing, especially with the last couple of years of potential recency bias with all these wide receivers and running backs. I mean, myself included, that draft we were talking about, I had five first-round picks. So I understand. Yeah. Youth, youth always trumps. But after he traded CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. That's yeah, also, also yeah. fair. Look, you're, you're ruining – He doesn't. that's not the narrative he's telling right now. Yeah. You, you don't need to interject. <laughs> no, like, true, but like Calvin Ridley, for example, like, you know, we love him. He's about to be 27, and it's like – Yeah, he's well, 27. He's be the, yeah. yeah, like he's the best situation of his career. It's only his year four. Yeah. And players, wide receivers lead. enter their prime at 27. Their wide receiver prime is 27 to 29. And Calvin Johnson ruined fantasy football by retiring out of nowhere at age 30. That's really like what this is. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a bit of an age cliff. Yeah, you have to be elite to keep producing, but yeah. like Adams and Nuke are like they like they they are, are they are elite. They've shown they are. There's no reason to be fading them at all. Uh, D- uh DLF did a video series on YouTube where every every a bunch of analysts recorded a short like 2-minute video about who they think the dynasty wide receiver one should be right now. And, you know, if, you know, the Trade Addicts pod, we, I introduced myself saying I'm Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem there it, for that record, for that record, for that video, I said, I'm Dynasty Outhouse and I have a problem with people overthinking it and not having Devontae Adams as their wide receiver one because he's so damn good. Yeah. Like, it, it's ridiculous. There's nothing changed. Assuming Rogers stays there, which he didn't opt out this past weeks, which means yep. he's going to play, you know. 
there's no reason to think Devontae Adams like his he's going to get worse at route running. Is he going to get shorter? Like what? Like what? What can possibly happen to make him not as good? Because Amari Rogers isn't taking anything away from him, and that's all they added. It's. So I, I'm trying really hard not to get back to last week, but like, so I just feel like Calvin Ridley, for example, being the two year age difference, can't he get those 16 touchdowns Devontae Adams had? Can he get the 180 plus targets? And mm-hmm. I know he's not getting right Aaron Rodgers, but that's where for me, I'm like, man, if that's how, if that's what he's going to get consistently and he can get nine plus targets a game, which Julio did 10 plus times in his career. Oh, Ridley uh, absolutely will this year. It, exactly. And that's where the numbers for me are just showing he's going to be on Devontae Adams of 2020. The only numbers. thing crazy. I don't think his touchdowns, uh, Ridley's touchdowns will be that high because right. if there's one thing Rodgers does well, it's that freaking TD rate. It's always ridiculous. So I like that's the only thing. I mean, Calvin Ridley had 10 touchdowns his rookie year, so it's not like he can't score touchdowns, but I. Adams always has double digit touchdowns. Like he always is in that 12 to 16 range, which is insane. So like, that's the one thing I don't think Ridley can replicate out of Adams, but yeah, catches and yards. I think there's a decent chance he can be top three in the league. If not one, I mean, there's no reason to see why he can't be one. Cause again, we want Kyle Pitts to be a thing, but he's still a rookie tight end and there's no one else to throw the ball to. Like, sorry, Russell Gage. It's just you're you're not Julio Jones. You're not taking targets away from Calvin Ridley. It's just not happening. Uh, you meant see you you mentioned Kyle Pitts now, and it's like you said he's a rookie. Did that did that mean the the negative connotation where I love Kyle Pitts, but he's a rookie, so he can't maybe have that amazing season? No, like he's he's going to get targets. The situation dictates he's going to get targets. He's going to do well. Like. I was happier when Julio was there because it kind of put a ceiling on the insanity of the Kyle Pitts hype. But it, it you want to you want to you want to know the ceiling? Uh, it, it's Antonio over there. What, what do you have him marked down for? Like twelve hundred and eight? No, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I currently have yes, seventy touchdowns. No, not, he's nine hundred receptions. Realistically, like I said, just with the numbers, and and I'm, and we don't have to dive too far. Again, I know it's a we don't have to go down that weed too far, but right. again, like so, I have numbers in my head. I'm curious how close we are. We're probably close. It's so he's got 122 targets for 87 catches, just over a thousand yards. Or no, it was sorry, 73 catches, 73 catches, a thousand eight yards. I I had it pulled up. Sorry, 73 catches, a thousand three yards, and eight touchdowns. 7906 were the numbers in my head. Sorry. Oh, okay. So, so, so that's like yeah. real damn close. Like I yeah. mean. That, 70, 73, 900, a little over a thousand. This is not 60. what he was saying. Oh, right sorry, now. that's my projection. No, no, sorry. My ceiling, my ceiling, like actually with the numbers, my ceiling right now, it's it's at 100 catches, 1250 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That's and a ceiling again. But like, like it's it's really I know it's tough crazy. to say. Like he's not Julio. I don't want to make yeah. it seem like I'm saying he can easily replace Julio, but those numbers aren't there anymore. And yeah. either they just aren't going to score as much, which is always a possibility, or Kyle Pitts is now the big man there. He's going to be the tall dude in the end zone. So there's a chance he just does take those. I mean, like, 
what Hawk had like 606 or something his rookie year. And we were happy with that. So like, there's no way, like it will take a lot for Kyle Pitts to disappoint us. In which case his value is safe at the worst, uh, but it's going to like skyrocket, which is yeah, sad because he's already like tight end one. He's, yeah, he's already there. It's, it's Evan Ingram. I think that for me, that bothers me where I'm like, man, if Evan Ingram can do that, Pitts has one of the best chances and Arthur Smith's, uh, Matt Ryan's first offensive-minded head coach, so I'm I'm curious to see how that how that kind of turns out. Um, all talking right, so about, hold on, talking about wide receivers, um, yeah. having a hard time trading them. Adam Thielen last week, I tried to move, and everyone said, well, "I don't want Adam Thielen." Can I get a one good reason why you don't want Adam Thielen? Just give me a reason, and no one had a good reason. Thirty-one and back problems in Justin Jefferson. That's I don't believe those three things. Yeah, those are the reasons. You'll those get. are those are the reasons in their head. Yes, and I'm like, do you see the season that he just had? He was wide receiver. The season seven. that he always has. Yeah, like and, it's it's silly to think that Adam Thielen is bad just because Justin Jefferson is there. Yeah. And like so, he was always uh, there with Stefan freaking Diggs. Like, yeah. But like, it doesn't bother you that what, like t- ten of his thirteen touchdowns were within like the four yard line. I know Kirk loves him, but like as the season progressed, Justin Jefferson yeah, was able to get else, a few more ten yard targets. There was one other red zone threat on that team, and he is no longer on that team. Kyle Rudolph was the only other red zone threat. They never used Irv in the end zone. So I, if anything, that. Not to say he'll repeat those numbers, but it helps him get closer to it by not losing some of those targets to Kyle Rudolph. That's a good Unless, point. Is there some content still there? Dude. Some random other second tight end that they're going to throw in there and just yeah. and not make only my, that, tilts for my Irv Smith's chairs? Kirk's not just going to go away from one of his most reliable targets. Yeah. He's been I mean, using them for yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, obviously, Justin Jefferson is great. Um, he could he could take away he could take some targets in the in the uh, red zone, but like you said, Kyle Rudolph is gone. So I mean, like those could easily go to him, and Adam Thielen still gets his. Um, yeah, you still have to be annoyingly realistic with Thielen's price that you're going to get for him. Like his production is worth a first, but you're never going to. I don't think you can actually get a first for him. I had I had I had to trade trade him and and uh, Darren Weller to get one eight. Because it, there was just no value in this league, and I yeah. and I was loaded at wide receiver and tight end. I'm like, and I wanted to get another running back in this draft, and the guy I drafted was Carter because I moved back down a couple spots. But it just like if if that was me, I'm if someone said, "Do you want Adam Thielen?" Sure. What do you second? You want a second? Throw like pick, throw something out there. But no yeah, one was shoot. second no or third was, for Adam Thielen all day. Yeah, not no a competing one, team. But no one was saying anything. No one's like, I don't want Adam Thielen. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll see you at the bottom of the league again. I don't, I, yeah. you know, like I don't sure, know. We're almost making trades play all times. You yeah. get, then it's really going to cost the first. Yeah, like I'm trying to get a little younger and trying to like move some of these players and like trying to help these other teams. And I just whatever. I'm like, I, you can't. Well, and I think the big thing with these young players, Russ didn't mean to. If you just no, like, go man. I think I should have waited, and I think you should have waited to trade Amari Cooper after the draft. I probably agree. I was just, you know, it's been, it's been a rough suckers. 24 hours. Yeah, because I, I usually am, but. Because everyone wants that new shiny toy, especially like during the draft. No one wants to give those picks up, where I think if you waited like a month after the draft or before the season, I think you get I get better value, both you and I. The longer, well, I mean, with a guy who is not a rookie, the longer you can wait to points being scored is always the best, but yeah. I will never preach patience because I don't have any. 
<laughs> it, uh, it's really true. the truth. So, yeah. yeah, I get it. I absolutely get just wanting to get a trade done because the, it's fun. <laughs> and FOMO. I mean, there's oh, FOMO absolutely. too, especially yeah. draft time. But, you know, it, and, and when you look at the, the trades on paper, like, you know, today, like, oh, you know, you trade one nine and two six for, you know, Amari Cooper, for example. It's like, damn. So would you trade Rashad Bateman and, you know, Kadarius Tony for Amari Cooper? That's when you start trying to make people realize. Never, never look back. Never. Are you back. in over your head? Well, it's never just, you know, just end, during the time frame, you know, and it's uh, <laughs> it can be never frustrating, but you can win. I know. It's, I, it was a bad day when I did that one time, and I started to create an Excel sheet, and I'm like, oh, no. yeah, no, um, no way. At FF yeah. Trader Joe, every year he does this. Like he goes back, and J Mike did it too for Trade Addict Six, where they go back through their leagues, all, go through all of their trades, and especially trades that involve draft picks, they write in the players that it became, and the amount of times it was just oh. like some innocuous little trade that ended up being Justin Herbert or Justin Jefferson, and you're just like. <laughs> and like for the 110 and the 111 you never see that coming it doesn't matter how good you think the draft is it's still the 110 and 111 and then yeah yeah and then you get slapped in the face <laughs> yeah and that's why you never look I've, back. I, yeah i made it i know i made a trade last year in uh cartoon do-gooders two last year uh, and i know but i i made a trade to get a pick and josh allen which that pick wound up being justin jefferson so i was like oh man that's that's awesome i think i got him like 108 but you're right. You know, he'd be one one now, obviously, uh, or not obviously. I know you were just fighting for Devonte Adams there. <laughs> um, but you know, speaking of Justin Jefferson, uh, he had his 1400 yard and seven touchdown season. Just did absolutely fantastic. Had a few 70 plus yard touchdowns. Um, was an extremely extremely dynamic player. And you know, a lot of people didn't see it coming. I unfortunately dropped him in the league and redraft after week one. Uh, I traded him to Keenan in our league and. You know, again, never look back. Hashtag keeper league, yeah. Who's he's now keeping? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I have him in the keeper league too. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think as we talk, as you know, we're going over sophomore players. It's just it's tough because I don't know anybody that is as solidified, even though the ADP says so. Jonathan Taylor's number two. Justin Jefferson's career number one according to DLF. But like you know, Jefferson, you're hoping for regression. Ceedee Lamb, you wonder with Dak. T. Higgins, they add a new number one. You know, Jerry Judy wears his quarterback. Brandon Ayuk, a new quarterback. You get to the running backs and you have Swift. Uh, we don't know what the hell the Lions are doing. You know, <laughs> the Lions I mean, don't know what the hell like, the Lions are doing. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is saying, "Guess Edwards, why are you getting paid?" Like, it, there's a lot going on. De- DeAndre or Daryl Henderson is creeping on the doors of Cam Akers potentially. Like, there's a lot to dive into, but it's just, it's just. I guess my question is like, are we expecting too much from these sophomores? Is there? some form of regression because I, I don't see a clear person to say, yeah, I, you have the job. Maybe CEH, you know, maybe we know for They're sure. Always he's like CEH scares the hell out of me. I He's uh, that that's such a strong phrase because he's honestly super safe. Like he has a very decent floor. I think his ceiling is capped because a, the chiefs just don't sort of the running back that much. And they keep wanting to bring in other running backs. You know, they brought in Lev Bell. They wanted to bring in geo. They ended up bringing in James white. Like, or no, they they wanted to bring in James White. They brought in Geo. Had that backwards. Like they always want another guy besides Ceh, and like they have depth on their team, like uh, Thompson and Williams. Like they they already have guys that are good enough as third and fourth string guys. Like there's no reason to bring in some of these guys that they keep trying to bring in. So like it's just 
weird and i definitely absolutely just started talking about the bucks for a second um because i <laughs> completely screwed that up in my head see man like if we started an hour ago like we were supposed to then <laughs> i wouldn't be screwing this up so bad yeah the, the, to go, the more i'm going to talk wrong <laughs> but like the but Chiefs, keep, right <laughs> they wanted they did they wanted to bring in geo um the, that, that's definitely for in, sure right? hmm? they didn't bring anyone in though i can't remember anymore man who the bucks it's, it's no different. no the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh they, yeah, no, they, the Chiefs didn't bring anybody in. They they you know they let Lev Bell go. They they had brought nobody in, but you know, through the first like uh it, sorry, through the first five Jared weeks. Oh, uh, I think you might you might be right. Oh no, and Maggie. Will, they brought in somebody from I think from Chicago. Um I don't know, I could be wrong. We'll, no, they, we'll it was Jared but, McKinnon, you know. Okay, you I go. will forever, forever be on the Jared McKinnon hype train. <laughs> I will. Dude, I finally got up last year. Finally, nope. I finally. I will got always, up. always, always be there. You know, even after he got beaten out by Matt Asiata, the purple sloth. He's, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still with Jarek McKinnon. Uh, so completely ignore my ramblings before and still trust me. I know what I'm talking about. You're right. Uh, the Ceh again, like he is safe to me. I don't, I don't think he has super much of a ceiling. I mean, his floor and his ceiling are probably around hmm, RB10 to 15. And that that's good. You you need that on your team. I Lamb and Jefferson top twelve pretty easily. Like in full seasons of hopefully normal situations, you know, Dak not getting hurt. I mean, I don't know if Dalvin getting hurt is good or bad for for Jefferson to be honest, because like if you see the Giants' offense when when Saquon goes out, they turn terrible. But the entire offense gets better when Saquon is back there. But like, still, those two receivers, I think, are pretty set. Like, I don't think you need to worry about them. I don't think you need to worry. You don't have to worry about Jonathan Taylor whatsoever. Swift, I'm worried. I'm not super worried. Like, his price has fallen enough that I'm not worried anymore. Like for a while, he was going at the end of the first round of startups, and that was way too much for me. Now he's like a third round pick. In which case, Swift or Joe Mixon, I'm taking Swift. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, that price is fine for me. Um, trying to think. Dobbins, again, another guy with a very safe floor. But unless he takes all of his touchdowns, all of the touchdowns that Ingram got last year, and steals some from Gus Edwards, it's going to be tough for him to have a good fantasy season just because you know, he's not, he takes- he's going to catch 20 balls at best. He will, and and I feel like the short game, at least with the addition of Rashad Bateman and the addition of Sammy Watkins, you're giving the offense you're has giving, to change. Like right, that's, that's right. what we're that's what we have to hope for that the offense changes a bit from what we saw the past year and a half. I think they're going to become a short yak team. Marquise Brown is extremely fast, like a lot of short passes, a lot of screens, and I think that might get J.K. Dobbins involved a little bit more in the passing game. Oh, I would love you know, that. That would be amazing. You know, the guy had 12 touchdowns. Uh, he averaged over almost six, you know, six yards per carry. It was, you know, crazy how how well he did. And I don't know if that efficiency can keep up, but I think for sure the touchdowns can can be up there. Well, with uh, a rushing quarterback, it's like I mean, Alfred Morris yeah. was good because he had RG three, and like I love how I'm pulling like examples from like 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> it's and- a great example. But like, yeah, exactly. Because what the hell is Alfred Morris? Like, it was just the first thing I thought of that was like completely obvious. But like, and J.K. Dobbins, like he, I understand 100% he is not the best running back to come out of that class, but he was my favorite. I love every aspect of J.K. Dobbins game. 
So I want them to let him loose. I want him in the passing game. I want him freaking taking snaps from the slot. Like he can. So like I, I'm all in if they start doing that because he is absolutely that good. And if that's the case, then he has the RB one upside. If like the like if he can get 40, 50 targets. Too bad that's you know, not going to happen. This, no. It's not going to happen. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> the Ravens. Like, that's what I want to happen. They do this crap every year, just like with Lamar Jackson. We're going to throw the ball all, all over the field. Come week one, they're they're running forty times and throwing the ball twenty. Um, it just they yeah, they say but, this stuff and they don't they don't really commit. And well, I think Bateman is committing. That that's like I will. They've been they were searching for that big wide receiver, but the problem is they never put a lot of effort into it. You know, ever since Anquin Bolden left, like if they like a 96-year-old Des Bryant, Miles Boykin, who could have been a thing, it just didn't work out. And now, like they they doubled down. They drafted Rashad Bateman and they took Sam, and they traded and they picked up Sammy Watkins. Like both above six feet. First of all, hashtag team Clemson big wide receiver. I'm still in on Sammy. Uh so like I firmly believe this is proof that they're committing to go in the direction they wanted to in the first place. It's like a complete non-linear example, but like the Cardinals, the first year of the Kingsbury offense was atrocious because they didn't have four wide receivers they could use. By the end of the season, they had two tight ends and two running backs on the field. Like they were pretty much playing like one wide receiver because like, their, their their line was decimated and because they couldn't they never receivers good enough for their playbook last year they did really well and now they get um rondell moore and aj green to add to the freaking mix and it's just like all right that's yep. good you were about to see what they want to do and there's not to that level because greg roman's offense isn't Kingsbury's offense but still like there is a chance that it at least runs better because that offense was run so poorly the Ravens offense was run so poorly for most of last year that it was hard to watch and just bad for fantasy even though Lamar was still like QB 13 but that's not what Lamar should be would uh would you rather have Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins Ugh, I, uh, I mean, who do I want and who or who should I have? I want Dobbins because I like Dobbins better. The ceiling is there for Acres, like easily. Like that offense is going to be very, like I hate how good the offenses are in the freaking Seahawks division because like that used to be our thing. Like the Seahawks used to just have to, <laughs> like, but now like they're probably third best, and that's until Lance comes in and probably improves San Francisco's. Um, but. Uh, Acres purely like if we're talking actual dynasty fantasy football, Acres is worth more value wise, and they'll probably score pretty similarly because they're both going to be in committees. But the offense, I think, will run better in LA. And I think if Acres has well, not if I think Acres has a better chance of being a workhorse kind of guy, not necessarily like the 80 90 percent touch, but. 65 and over. I don't think Dobbins will get that, especially now that they're talking about bringing in Gurley. Now, I know I'm not worried about Dobbins because of that, but that's still a decently abled body of depth. And you've seen Harbaugh cycle through at least three, four dudes in the running back position in the, in a game. And the, the Rams don't really do that. 
Nothing. That's my fear. Sorry, Keenan, just I'll pass it to you in one second. But that's that's my hope is that they will do that, you know, from weeks 12 to 17. And then we saw going into the playoffs, he had the fourth most attempts of any running back. Well, Henderson so, was and, Yeah, that, that helped. True. But, you know, I don't know. He I showed like- well, so maybe you, you hope yeah. he rides it. But I have learned my lesson on late streaking running backs. They they fail me every year the next year and it is the the only one i have not given up on and he finally paid off was derrick henry ever no, since his Jeremy rookie McKinnon. year <laughs> jack mckinnon too <laughs> shut up um <laughs> he does great yeah he always has runs but then he never pulls it into the next year because he always tears his hamstring um yeah. <laughs> oh jarek um <laughs> jarek and derrick <laughs> yeah, Derek and De- well, Derek Henry, like he, ever since his rookie year, when he was just pretty much sitting behind DeMarco Murray, again, a dude from 10 years ago, he still had three games at the end of the season because a dude Derek Henry size on fresh legs in cold weather. Like, oh, man, <laughs> like, oh, like, wow. A- and then, of course, they just wouldn't use him the next year. Great. The last six games don't use him the next year. Great. The last six games. And then finally, it's Derrick Henry season, and that's where we are now. And then he's probably going to be like dead after the end of the season from another six hundred touches. That's yeah, he's starting <laughs> to scare me. Henry. Oh, I'm terrified. But yeah. any team, I'm I, like any team I have him on, I'm competing. You can't get the value again. It's another person where you're not going to get the trade value for his production value. And we'll just ride it, man. Yeah. Like even next year when he's mostly dead, he's going to end up being a decent RB two, yeah. and then you'll be able to trade him for RB two prices. Like that's I've resigned myself to that fact already and i'm fine with it if i could win at least one or two championships out of it so i did with Gurley, and then <laughs> yeah, fi- exactly and then finally got like a third round pick for him i'm like all right man something all right, yeah whatever <laughs> winning's worth it and camp makers that's what we were just talking oh, about wow. two weeks actually yeah, that's, but, that's not bad um, but speaking of the yeah. rookie running backs I'm uh what I've been telling everybody you know pretty much since last year and what my fear was going into last season was just the limited offseason they had, um, just everything in general, which I really think did affect all of their production throughout the season and why we saw a lot of them come on towards the end of the year. Um, and I, I think, you know, just having this uh, this offseason be much more normal, you know, they're going to go in, they're actually going to potentially have preseason games. They should at least, you know, providing they don't en- end up canceling those. But, um yeah, everything looks like it's going to be normal, and I think it's going to be much better for all of them, and I think we're going to see a much larger workload for all of them as well. Is it going to be normal, though? Just maybe not well, James Robinson. I don't think anything's ever going to be normal again. But well, well, as so normal as it could be. I mean, they're going to have actual preseason. Dude, it, we're yeah. not, we're, that's that's a conversation for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that I, we're not really taking into account is like there's there's an extra game this year, and I think that's going to lead to a lot more committee that we're used to. So, like, I think after right. this year, we're going to realize we need to reevaluate, reevaluate how we evaluate players. That is a terrible way to say words. Uh, like, we're definitely going to have to change our our bar on how we rank people. Like, percentage touches by from a workhorse are definitely going to drop down. Like, there's no way you can give Christian McCaffrey 99% of snaps with an extra game. Like that will literally kill a man. <laughs> like it's like, running I think backs, that's going to change a yeah, lot. Yeah, for sure. Running backs will be scarce. That position will become more valuable. But at the same point, I feel like wide receivers are going to be scoring more points because of that. It's almost like the two thousands redraft where if you got Danian Tomlinson, Sean Alexander, yep. like you're the killer. Like 
I feel like it's getting back to that. But at the same point, you're getting wide receivers, especially in PPR leagues, where it is kind of evening things out because you have players potentially hitting a 200 target mark now. I mean, yeah. I saw. Do you uh, think um, yards is is it's already outdated, but it's absolutely going to be a thing of the past with an extra game in there? It, yeah, but do you guys think with that, with the you know, with more committees and whatnot, do you think it's going to make a player like Christian McCaffrey even more valuable than what he is now? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yes, that that's like what and I thought that's what Antonio was referencing, where that true workhorse, especially dude that catches passes, if he can keep that, absolutely makes him more valuable. One hundred percent. Is is he your super flex one hundred and one startup? Oh no, it's it's no Mahomes. Still Mahomes. Yeah, he's he's still not there. Okay. Um. Uh. So I just I wanted to talk back real quick on the committee and that comment Eric made about no no preseason everything. So this is leading me to T Higgins. I'll let Russ talk after. I'm going to let Keenan go first. But you have a player like Jamar Chase coming in. Jamar Chase, obviously on the team's teammates with Justin Jefferson. We saw what Justin Jefferson could do in the NFL. But he gets to be back with Joe Burrow, his college quarterback. So with that being said, now that he has an offseason, not, not as still probably as typical, but more typical than last year, do you think T. Higgins is one supplanted? And do you also feel like that might help Chase take an extra leap above what T Higgins could do and that Burrow and Chase are going to keep that connection going. Is this, is this question directed, directed at me? Directed or? To you, sir. I know there's a couple of parts there, but like is T Higgins deep valued less for you than he was last season? No, I traded for him in, in a, in a league. I, I think we're talking about offense this whole time and we're talking about teams throwing the ball more. And, and if we're not worried about Amari Cooper and, and lamb getting their targets, I think, with Joe Burrow, a healthy Joe Burrow, I think both of those guys can get their touches, and that's why I'm, I'm not afraid to have Chase and Higgins on my team, on my on the one team. Um, I think if they can figure out how to get the ball to them, I don't, I don't see why, why you should be afraid. I mean, Higgins proved that he's a he's he's an NFL wide receiver last year, with without Joe Burrow last year. That's the other thing I was gonna say is without Joe Burrow, like did that. That's why I wonder even more so if that's going to hurt T. Higgins. I know, I know, Russ is uh, giving a stern look over there, but uh, I, I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not speaking negative on him. It's just, it's, it, yeah, it's just. I guess it's just worrying me that Burrow is gonna come in. They instantly click. Chase is gonna see 170, 180 targets, and T. Higgins is kind of teetering oh. on the 100 to 110. If that's maybe what we want, though, that's that's your wide receiver too, though, in T. Higgins. So that's that's a. You, we already know that Chase is the wide receiver one. You, we already know what we're going to get out of Chase and Higgins at this point. At least I know what I what I'm assuming what I'm what they're going to get. I think Chase is wide receiver one, and Higgins is going to get his his fair share at two. I and guess I, Russ, I just well, wonder. Oh, I mean, we're we're talking. We were just talking about the Cowboys and how they could make it work with with not just two options but four options. So he's going between Deontay Johnson and Julio Jones, also around Brandon Ayuk and Higgins? Kenny Galladay, T. Higgins currently. Right See, I, take, 21. I take Galladay over him, and I probably take um, – who else did you mention? So it goes Ayuk, Deontay, Ayuk, T. Ayuk. T. Higgins, and then Julio and Galladay. Yeah, I take Ayuk and Galladay over him. But I'm still not – if I still have Higgins on my team, I'm not just giving him up for nothing. I still think that he's able to produce – at a good pace. 
Russ, what are your thoughts? I have thoughts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, What's clearly, I, I've mentioned before, hashtag Team Clem is a big wide receiver. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of T. Higgins. Um, I, during the draft, I was live streaming with the Superflex Super Show. And, like, everyone, what that pick was on the block was like, okay, Russ, you're going to be okay. Russ, you're going to be like, and then they announced the pick on the TV. And I literally go like this, and my internet cut out. Like, so like, I, like, I made the joke, like, I got so distraught, it destroyed my internet. Like, my rage went through the airwaves, and just nothing could permeate my rage. Uh, But in all honesty, I don't, like, do I care? Yeah, it sucks that Higgins isn't the alpha. Chances are it's going to be Chase. A very large percentage chance it's going to be Chase. There's always the small chance that Chase isn't that great in the NFL, but I doubt it because I mean we saw what he did. Let's let's be honest. And it's even funny when I was talking like towards the end of last season, where I clearly still insanely high on Higgins. And, and when I was trying to talk about Chase, I would always say, "Well, let's be honest. Higgins isn't as good as Chase, but and I still believe that. Like to see what Chase can do. Like he is, he has a couple of steps in a." A, bunch, a couple of different places on Higgins, and I'm absolutely okay with that. I am with the idea that we are in especially a league with an extra season where mul- multiple teams have two top 24 wide receivers. Like, before Chase, I was I would be like, come on, Higgins top five. Come on, Higgins top five. Clearly, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. But also, if you look back... And nothing happened to that defense to make it all that much better. Burrow was throwing the ball like 50 times a game, <laughs> you know, like, and yeah. that offensive line got a little bit better and that defense did not. So we're in that same situation with like the Rams that we're not the Rams, sorry, the, uh, the Falcons, where we were saying that like Matt Ryan's going to just have to throw the ball a whole lot. The Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball a whole lot. Burrow might just have to throw the ball a whole lot, especially if Mixon doesn't stay healthy. So... I just be worried. It depends on what your expectations are. If you're coming in saying, I think Higgins is going to do exactly as well as he did last year, even though Chase is there, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. But like, if you're thinking, all right, well, Higgins can still be a top 10 wide receiver. You could probably be okay with that. Like, I think there's a distinct possibility that can happen. Yeah. They, they threw the ball 40 times per game when Burrow was healthy. And not only that, we were just, we were just talking about, Sorry, I just you're saying we were throwing that much, but we we were just talking about how when Dak was healthy, CD and Amari were both wide receivers eight and eleven. I, I believe that's what the numbers were. I mean, I think we've like we know more about Dak and Matt Ryan as quarterbacks than we do about Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe, like he's he was still easing into the NFL when he got hurt. Like you could see every game that went by, he was throwing the ball deep a little bit more, a little bit more. Like his first few games, I don't think he threw the ball more than 10 yards. First of all, his offensive line didn't let him hold the ball for that long. But also like it was just it was a lot of quick snaps, a lot of quick throws. And I think it was easing himself in, which for which is brilliant, really, for a guy who you would think just has all the bravado in the world and would just want to start throwing 80 yard touchdowns. So like, I kind of, I liked what I saw and of course him getting hurt just sucked, but mm. like, yeah, I there's, I don't see a reason, especially cause like we're completely writing off the fact that Tyler Boyd is there and he's great oh, at what he does. You know, 
and like unfortunately he has he's wide receiver three at best like and that makes me so sad because i love that man but he's not going to get the targets he needs to be a solid wide receiver two with a couple of wide receiver one week up upsides it's just it's not going to happen anymore but i i firmly believe that Bengals offense will be good enough to give I'll, I'll even cut it a little bit two top 20 wide receivers and not even two top 24 so will it happen i don't know could it happen 100 yes it can he got Burrow got sacked 32 times last year in 10 yeah and it's not going to get that much better <laughs> I, I, I think chase allen, was definitely the right choice but finley uh, and allen in five games they got sacked 15 times so it's not a joe burrow issue that's that's an offensive line issue yeah, they're giving up absolutely. they're giving up 3.5 sacks a game that even seems yeah <laughs> let's yeah think about it let's take a little break with a trade here that involves t higgin um we'll talk about that uh and we'll t. talk higgins, about so. a couple more players yes <laughs> it's uh so it, it's i guess it's a 12 team super flex not that it would matter in this part but it's kareem hunt josh it's reynolds uh, might be yeah 10 team sorry kareem hunt josh reynolds irv smith a 23 third so a bunch of garbage with it for Michael Carter and T Higgins. Oh, you're gonna have to read it's, that for me again. Oh, and this is no, this is our yeah, no, this is our. This isn't even um, a super flex league. This is a ten team one quarterback league. Kareem Hunt, yeah, really Josh, Josh Reynolds, Irv Smith, and a 2023 third for Michael Carter and T Higgins. Yeah, T Higgins. Would you take T Higgins just for all that? Kareem Hunt, that's Josh all, Reynolds, Irv Smith. I mean, no, T Higgins, T Higgins over Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that's all garbage. Yeah, I would have taken that. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I would have taken Michael Carter for all that. <laughs> Speaking well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to go that far. Go that part. You well, love Michael Carter a bit, I know. <laughs> I, I I think I think he's gonna be great. I think everyone's under. I don't think anyone's I mean, giving him enough credit. I really don't. Well, we, we talked a bit about you know the Vikings and, and not really having a bit of a more red zone presence besides their two wide receivers. So Irv Smith, and we even, you know, heard them downplay Irv Smith themselves. So that kind of hurts that 23 third, really that's, that's another, you know, two years away, Josh Reynolds got crushed. So you really have so much hype on Higgins and Michael Carter. You're just what hoping cream hunt repeats last year while he shared carries and then maybe gets to a new team well, next year where he runs the load. No, he's the, he's there, man. <laughs> like hunt is there. Like I, I think he's going to be around for a yeah. while. Uh, so uh, but, depressing. Yeah, I know. The Nick Chubb should just be the guy. But yeah. like he again has such a safe floor and a pretty good ceiling if Chubb does miss time again. I I I do like especially with the way I draft teams with all the wide receivers, like usually Kareem Hunt ends up being my one running back in well, leagues where you only have to start one running back, which is the way it should be. Wink wink nudge nudge to any other league that doesn't do that. Um Yeah, so no, I I, I firmly do believe that Kareem Hunt is good. But this, T. Higgins. This trade proves how people look look at these players. Just just the value. T. Higgins gets crushed because they draft Chase, mm-hmm. and Michael Carter wasn't worth wasn't worth anything after the draft to this person. They drafted him at one eight. And that's so and, weird to hear. Okay. And, <laughs> and at one eight, if I try to get one eight, well, what would you what would you think I would have had to give up to get one eight? I mean, I just did it. I gave up Darren Waller and Adam Thielen to get one eight. That's so ridiculous. And then you know, I wait till the you wait till the draft is over, and then the value of one eight Michael Carter is completely crushed because it's Michael Carter, a rookie 
running back that is improving. Yeah, but also, I mean, neither's Michael P. Ryan and Tevin Coleman has proved yeah. to be pretty washed at this point. So he has every chance to, you know, yeah. be the guy yeah. on a up and coming offense, if you want to be nice and call them that. Yeah. Well, while we're calling that then, and you said, you know, he got forgotten, did did somebody like Denzel Mims get forgotten on the Jets? Are we still uh, hoping for him? What happened? I, 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 he, I'm a sucker for an X-type wide receiver, and he is that guy. So I do still have my hope. It's just that I also love to meet some Corey Davis. And and then they get Elijah Moore and Crowder. They extended. And, uh, and a rookie quarter. Him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a rookie quarterback, which... I just was listening to the late round podcast, like, cause it's one of the few podcasts I can listen to. Cause it's like eight minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, again, uh, JJ was saying that it, in history is proven that it's not very likely that a rookie quarterback will give you one top 12 wide receiver, no less multiple guys in the top 24. So right now my hopes are not super high for Denzel Mims long-term. I do think he could be the guy like, I just I I I don't have any. It, it's a gut thing. Like it's just like a way I feel like it's the same. Like I felt about you know just to chunk him in a thing together. Like Miles Boykin. Like I really thought he could have been the guy. Like given the better chance than being buried in Baltimore. You know, big tall fast guys from Notre Dame. Like let's let's do it. Speaking of big tall fast guys, man, you're giving me some good segues here. We're gonna oh, move we go to uh, from Notre Dame. Dame. We're gonna move to Chase yeah. Claypool. There you go. I love that. Um, Look how I teed that up for you. That wasn't man. even on purpose. <laughs> well, once I heard that, man, my ears clicked. I'm like, all right, this yeah. is a good time to move on. Then I know Eric. I know you love Mims. I know you love uh, Wilson. But sorry, that was too hard to pass up. So Chase Claypool here, I, I kind of like a new, a, a little diamond for uh, a lot of the dynasty community especially if you're in love with like that pittsburgh offense and what they were last year and hoping for the same thing to happen and you know a lot of those touchdowns kind of like gabe davis was able to produce in buffalo right like are are, you, are we expecting keenan or actually eric i'll let you i'll let you get in on this are we expecting with chase claypool the repeat that he's that favorite for ben roethlisberger to get you most of those touchdowns we know deontay is going to get the targets but somebody has to score in the end zone and is juju going to get weeded out so is Chase Claypool now the wide receiver too in Pittsburgh? Um, you know, I, I think things are going to be pretty similar to last year. I mean, I don't I, Juju might get weeded out, but I don't. What if they want him there long term? Um, maybe Deontay drops a few more balls this season, and you know they decide to go with Juju. But I, I don't know. I I'm still a fan of Juju. You know, even on a down season last year, he finishes wide receiver 18, and now you can get him at wide receiver 30 in dynasty drafts. Um, he's a screaming value to me. Um, I love, I love Claypool as well too. I just, I don't know for this season. I definitely think he's going to get those touchdowns and, and be that guy for big Ben. Um, but like I said, I, I think it's going to be similar. Juju's going to get his Claypool's going to get his Johnson's going to get his, um, you know, who was going to get theirs on that offense, Eric Ebron wide res- or tight end eight last year. Yeah, baby. All about yeah. Eric Ebron. So, is the arm for Roethlisberger bothering? Is it like, oh, I'm farther from that surgery now, or oh, I'm getting older and I just had that surgery? Like, what's it's, the mindset we're thinking? I, I'm all right with it. You know, I mean, like you said, he is farther out. He played all last season. You know, I mean, and now they now they improve the run game as well, which I think is going to help them even more. So, no, I'm not I'm not really too worried about that. 
Their O line got exponentially worse. That's, uh, that that's the part yeah. that worries me. Uh, Roethlisberger, like I'm crossing my fingers that it's the further away one and not the 40 year old having elbow surgery one, because I do depend on that offense for a lot of fantasy value. Though I hate the Steelers. Uh, Did you see that picture I, of him in ice pack? In ice pack. <laughs> mid, yeah, someone like he's already in mid season form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, I. Claypool scares me like the big, tall, fast guy in Pittsburgh usually finds a way to be third. Like Plaxico Burris was always still behind Heinz Ward and Heath Miller back then. Mike Wallace, he was faster than everyone else and wasn't super big. But like so he got a lot of the deep plays, but like they they always find a a Martavis Bryant when he you know, hashtag team cleanse a big wide receiver uh, when he was actually not suspended, you know, was okay. But like they were, they're never dependable. They were never dudes you put in your lineup every week and felt good about it. They're like, you're, they're the ones you put in your last wide receiver spot and go, please be this week. Please be this week. Please be this week. And I think that's going to be Claypool because we've seen the ceiling. The dude scored what, like four touchdowns in one game and like beasted a bunch of them. Like none of them were super easy. <laughs> like I think the easiest one was rushing the 10 yards into the end zone that, you know, on like an end around or whatever that was. But yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be too far and few between because you can get games that are going to be like two for 65 you know, on four targets, like I think you're going to fall into those games every once in a while. But with Juju and and Deontay, you, you're probably looking closer to Jarvis Landry numbers, but with better touchdown upside. You know, like you're probably closer to that season where Jarvis Landry scored ten touchdowns. Like I, that's to me what both Juju and Deontay are in this offense. Like they are both three yards from the line of scrimmage, catch the ball, and do something with it. Yeah, I feel like that's. I feel like Chase might wind up being that almost like maybe a poor man's Marvin Jones of what Marvin Jones could be in Jacksonville this year. But you know, where he'll have a high touchdown percentage, kind of like you said. But he had eight games last year where he had at least eight targets and scored five touchdowns. You know, he he only scored in five games with the nine touchdowns, but he scored in five out of those eight um, or had at least sixty-eight yards in those. So you know, that's exactly what you need though is the targets to bring the production. Um, Juju was in and out of injuries at that time. So Juju had missed a few of those games, two, mm-hmm. three of those. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that I don't think you could expect much, but he is currently going uh, four spots above Juju in Dynasty. And I, I'm not comfortable with that. The two year difference, so what? But he's 24 and then Chase is 22. And yeah. you know that when you're going for youth in Pittsburgh, you're you're knowing that Roethlisberger is not going to be the future. Yeah, and you know, Juju and also that they're always going to draft a wide receiver in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> like every other, every year, every other year, they're going to do it. Uh, the only thing I want to say out loud, just in case there's one person listening that's like, oh, but he's on a one year deal. Juju did that on purpose. That this yep. was not like Juju hit free agency. And he had offers, but the thing is, the cap went down this year. Next year, new TV money comes in. A lot of people took one-year deals this year because they know if they just wait one year, they're getting their Brinks truck backed up to their house. Like, so that is absolutely like so. Juju stayed in his comfortable situation. He stayed in a city that loves him. He stayed in a place where he knows the offense, which is the smartest move he can do because he'll do well. And he'll go to Kansas City next year and get a bigger contract than they would have given him this year. So, like, I just want to say out loud, because, like, I feel like that's part of the reason his ADP has fallen so much, because I can't think of another reason. 
So, like, it, I, I exactly love music. I bought him up in so many leagues already. I love it. I it, think it's the same with Amari. It's they're knowing there's another year and they're afraid they're washed up on that second team. It's I, I don't get it. Talent, talent, I don't follows talent. How, like we've seen Brandon Cooks go to six different teams, and every single time we're like, new wide receivers on new teams can't do it, can't do it. Like we need to get over this. Like, like people were fading DeAndre Hopkins. Ugh, like really? Yeah, and I, I, I guess I, I could understand why somebody wouldn't want to go after you know Amari Cooper. Like I said, he is turning twenty eight, going to be on a new team most likely next year. But I just don't understand the juju hate. Like he's twenty four years old. We literally just talked about how wide receivers are in their prime from ages twenty seven to twenty nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already shown he can dominate in the NFL. I, I just scoop him up, keep scooping uh, him up. Yeah, I don't wide receiver thirty. It's just that's crazy to me. Hey man, I I, I understand it. I understand it. Well, we just um, had a trade in our league. If you want to talk about that, and then yeah, the, I do. Let's, let's and the pick and the pick that was uh, the player that was selected, Hunter Henry, a 2022 um, round three draft pick for two eight. So he traded Henry and a third round pick next year, and he drafted a backup running back. Let me see here. What's oh no? The hell is the draft? There it is. Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, Chuba Hubba. <sighs> Chuba Hubba. He's one Chuba of the Hubba. I that to me that level of running back, their landing spots crushed the depth of this draft. You know him going to the Panthers, Kylan Hill going to the Packers. It's just like these dudes who were like big names a year ago in the Devi community that had mediocre seasons and then just got drafted to crap situations. And it's just like, I, I, the Chuba Hubbard was so good. And yeah, he, whatever. Who's the kid kid that was was drafted by, uh, by Philly. Oh, Roundtree. No, he's, he's in San Diego or Los Angeles. uh, Gaywell. Yeah. And then, and then they got, and then they friggin' signed, um, the running back from Detroit, um, Kareem Johnson or Carry on Johnson, Jordan Howard. Oh, yeah, Car- yeah, whatever, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Carry so on Johnson's death. But I mean, but I mean, that ruined that ruined the death and completely for for this league. Like like Russ was saying, I mean, if you would have went to I don't know, let's say the Bills, you know, his mm. his value goes up. Maybe I don't I, know. I, I'm just trying trying to name a team, but it, he did not have to go to a team where Miles Sanders is there, and clearly, yeah, but I think it. I know that they just overturned their front office, but I still just don't think you're, we're going to see Miles Sanders just as a eighty percent touch guy. Yeah. Like it's just and it's is not that the Sirianni happen. decision? So do you hmm? feel like? Do you think that Sirianni, their head coach? Uh, there's terrifying storm going on outside. I, I mean, oh, I haven't heard anything. For, like that's why I keep like turning my head real quick. It's just <laughs> uh, like I don't. Th- like, I haven't heard anything, but it's just you could tell by them keep bringing these guys in that either a they're worried about Sanders' health, which I mean he's missed time I think every season at this point. I think he's only yeah. been in the league for two years, so that's not like the truth of though. But yeah, Ed, I mean, and I I love the dude as a running back, you know, mostly just because you know Penn State and Brian Har and I had to hear about it all the time. Um, but like he should be getting the ball 70% of the time because the dude can play as a wide receiver. The dude is very good in space. The dude is very good at running the ball. Like if anything, you get a bulldozer to to go behind him. But like Kenneth Gainwell is not that guy. Karen Johnson is not that guy, which either means one, 
they are really just going to let Miles Sanders be the guy, and they got lesser versions of him to be behind him. Crossing my fingers that that's the case. Or two, they don't really have that much faith in Miles Sanders, and they're going to just cycle between those three dudes. And that's probably the more likely situation. <laughs> it, it's yeah, I really hope not. I got a lot of shares of him. I'm still believing he's going to be great because he's so talented. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, speaking of somebody else, though, that's uh, maybe getting lost in the shuffle, as I kind of hope not. But one of the last players I do want to talk about, Brandon Ayuk, over in San Francisco. I'm afraid he might be getting lost in the shuffle. We know that they brought in a, a new player, a new quarterback, and Trey Lance in his rookie. Um, we talked about Shanahan earlier and Alfred Morris and how he's able to just make people just better all around. <laughs> There's never been a player with more than six receiving touchdowns under Kyle Shanahan That's for San Fran. So with that being said, Brandon Ayuk, I know we've had injuries, but Brandon Ayuk's last seven games on a points-per-game basis was number six in PPR. He had 18.4. What do we think? I know we're also forgetting how much that defense was hurt. I, I don't think they want to throw the ball that much. And the fact that they got a running quarterback in the draft shows that they might want to throw it even less. I mean, Lance is good at throwing the ball. Um, I was a little worried, like confused, I should say at first that, you know, like, cause I, I, I have my best friend is a Niners fan. So I watched plenty of Niners game and I'm, like scarred by Kaepernick where he was literally okay my first reads that guy uh oh covered run like he was literally one read and run and I've been talking to a lot of people who do watch tape and Lance isn't that guy Lance is actually from what I hear very good at going through progressions which is good for Ayuk because chances are Kittle's that first read yeah you know that's what I love about Lance too is you heard about his college coaches they they even let him make decisions on his own compared to some of these other guys that just weren't ready to do that. His football IQ is just yeah. so much higher than a lot of these other guys. And and I think that's going to help him translate a lot. Yeah. I think their passing attempts are going to go down and you have to hope the efficiency of it goes up and you have to hope that there's like a meeting in the middle of the amount of targets that Kittle Debo and Ayuk are going to get because man, they're all so similar. Like I get that Kittle's a tight end, but he's not that different from Ayuk. Like, and I mean, Debo's not as alpha esque, I guess. Like he's, he's more of a running back. Yeah, yeah, he's like more of a line of the scrimmage kind of guy. But I still do like him a decent amount, especially if there's any points per carry. Like I've been scooping up Debo anywhere I can. But otherwise, like Ayuk, the hype is further than I think his actual value should be. So I have next to no sh- no, no shares. I always try and have one just in case share of almost any player. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, not Christian McCaffrey because I refuse to pay for that. But like guys of that level and below, I try and just have one just in case the dude does go off. I can say, well, at least I have one. You know, so I do have like one or two IU shares, but mostly if I have them, I trade them away because I think his value is just really high right now. Like you were saying before, uh, Keenan said that he would take Ayuk over, was it Higgins? Like, or was that Juju? I can't remember who we were talking about. Regardless, you were wrong when you said it. Like, like I think we were talking about Higgins at the time. Like, I, I would still take Higgins over Ayuk pretty easily. Like, I, in his rookie draft, I would have done it, and now I would do it. The one thing about Ayuk, I was trying to find the stats while you guys were talking. He gets a lot of his catches behind the line of scrimmage. Right? 
there was a game where last year he caught all his passes behind the line of scrimmage. And <laughs> that's and, amazing. <laughs> and I wish I, I wish I could find a stat. I was just looking through yeah, it. But that's also not gonna happen with Trey Lance. Like well, that that's like, oh my god, we have Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo as our quarterback. What the hell are we gonna do? And that or was, maybe that, it was like even a Nick Mullins game. It was like, a Mullins, it, it was a Mullins game. 100%. Like that that's even worse. Like I mean, it, I I love all those people that were like, Why why are they gonna start Garoppolo when they have Mullins it on the It might have been the Bills game where he caught all his passes behind a lot of scrimmage. But uh the but that is just a hilarious stat, but, even though but yeah, after after I was thinking about it, I do take my comment back. I, I think I'd rather have Higgins. Until until Lance Inverted. until Lance takes over that offense, and then we'll see how what they decide to do with that offense. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a vi- a very big shift. Like this is almost like Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson difference between Garoppolo and and Lance. Like Garoppolo isn't necessarily a statue as much as Joe Bur- uh, Joe Burrow Joe, Joe Flacco was, but it's not that far off, uh, you know. And the thing is, at least Joe Flacco can throw a deep ball. J- Garoppolo cannot. So, like this, it's. I think we are in line for a very different offense between the two quarterbacks. And that's what's going to be great. I mean, I, I believe in Kyle Shanahan. That's my problem. That, that's what it comes down to. That is why I'm not, not stuttering at all in my belief of these guys. I just, I, I wish they could figure it out. They're all yak guys. That's like this is a team yeah. full of yak guys, and that's the problem because you can't. We want to be able to put them in their boxes so we can try and project what we think those boxes will score, but it's one big box, man. <laughs> like there's there's nothing we could really do about it. Shanahan's record without uh, Jimmy G is really bad, so we'll see if he could uh make we'll look at his make, quarterbacks. Yeah, I know, I know, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see but, what he does with this offense. Yeah. And that's and, and it's 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 frustrating, especially you know Debo being as good as he is, and he's going into his third season. Like that's another like you said, Russ. It's just there's so much hype around everybody kills back, and he's still young, and and he's amazing. It's like, well, if there's not going to be a bunch of yards after catch, I, I'm you're right. I really am intrigued to see what it is because if their A dot's going to start getting higher, you know. Their yards got to go down. Yeah, like that's why you just take the cheapest dude, and that's why I have a lot of Debo at this point. Yeah, everyone, everyone's scared to trade for Debo right now. I have Debo in in the league that we're doing right now. Couldn't even give him give him away. Yep, oh, couldn't. Well, let's talk trade. about the trade. Uh, and I think after this trade, we might we might close it out because uh, I know yeah, remember that time you're like, yeah, we'll try and keep it around an hour, dude. If you have me talking, <laughs> it's not going to be an hour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just getting those the evil eyes. No, not really. But all right, here 10, 10 TPPR. Okay, it's uh, Derrick Henry, a twenty two third, a twenty three second. For Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, and a 22 fourth. So, you know, let's throw those picks really kind of out the door. It's Derrick Henry for Mike Evans and Debo Samuel. 10 team PPR. How many starters? Uh, there are two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes, tight end quarterback. So, so uh, like that, nine, yeah. Yeah. If it were 10 or more, I would be closer to the Evans Debo side, but given that it's probably Henry kind of easily. Uh are you gonna start Debo very often and feel great about it with like 10 teams and only starting nine people? Probably not. Like maybe if Kittle gets hurt again or if Ayuk gets hurt, then you feel good about it. But Debo's a depth piece at that point in that it, given the league setting. So I I lean Henry just because of the points he'll put up this year. But I do love Misa Mike Evans. How about Mike, Ad- Mike Evans, a first next year for Zeke and a second next year? 
uh, I traded Evans in a first for Zeke <laughs> like I was last say, I week. I saw you do that. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe it was a different league, but it was I TA3. It was, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Like, and I, it was a very fair trade. It was me and Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah. So, like, clearly, you know, we don't let each other get away with anything. So, like, we both thought it was a very fair trade because I don't think there was any negotiating. Like, I really think I sent that offer and he accepted it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, at that point it's team direction like i think the value is insanely fair yeah. uh he you know he never thinks his team is good even though i always think his team's a, co- a competing team and my team i don't care about my team i was bored so i did it <laughs> is what it comes down to like i did the thing you're not supposed to do and i saw my only running back was mike davis so i'm like eh, let me go see if i can get zeke and i did <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to like i always say you know do as I say, not as I do, because I have no patience and I go against my own advice all the time, mostly just because I'm bored. <laughs> my, I think my worry with Mike Evans is so last season, I, I talked, he, he's currently wide receiver. Two 14. seasons, man. Yeah, two seasons. Well, right. It is. But he, he's 27. I think he's another one of those players that people are seeing as older, but you know, he's produced. He's had thousand yards every single season. Every single but year. I, I projected double digit touchdowns last year for him. Because such a of weird the beginning of the season, though. Such a right? weird beginning of the season. He was Jordan freaking Howard of wide receivers. One catch for two yards and a touchdown. Like, oh, this is a freaking the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, like, but you saw it. it, 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 it 11 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the end of the season, he was out targeting a healthy Chris Godwin. Like, yep. that offense clicked as the season went on like just even look at brady's number like he got so like he turned into tom brady he got efficient you know he started to do really well and like at the beginning of the season if chris godwin was in the game mike Evans might as well not have been yeah and that's just because that's more of the wide receiver that brady's used to the route running the slot guy and i mean when was the last time like randy moss and not to call evans randy moss but that's the closest you can by the kind of player they've had together. So it took him a little time to mesh with him. And by the time he did, Evans was doing really damn well. So like, I remember like being distraught about Mike Evans, like just get rid of him for get whatever you can, because he's dead on this team and then completely apologizing for it. Like six weeks later, (laughs) but like, no, like I, I do like Evans. I'm not worried at all. Yes. Value wise with the rookies from last year and this year, if like they do well, then it's going to push a lot of the guys that hit 28 real far down in ADP, which usually goes along with a tank and trade value. Yeah. But production-wise, I'm not concerned at all for Mike Evans. That's what I was. That's what I was wanting to hear. Is if you think you know the potential for double-digit touchdowns is there? Oh, Again, it's Mike Evans. It's always yeah. There. And and I agree with you, Bruce Aarons. That's traditionally what he does. You heard Jameis Winston two years ago in their first season. Even they got better. Remember, they finished like six and two their last eight games. It's just a Bruce Aarons offense. And I think going into that next year, they're gonna they're gonna be something special with mm-hmm. with those three wide receivers. Um, is either of you, Keenan or Eric, any anything to say on that trade? Keenan, was that your trade? It's my trade. I thought so, but it was more yeah. team directed. Right. Um, and uh, got a the first is for a, a very bad team. So. Um, so cool. oh, 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 my okay. trade was a 23 first, uh, I, which does sort of matter a little bit. Oh, I got bit. you. Okay. Well, that kind of helps. That kind of helps a little bit for – okay, because you got Zeke mm-hmm. out of that. So, I mean, it makes feel like two more years from now, you only get that pick probably back somehow. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I try to explain to these guys, Russ. The way I negotiate with everyone now is I make it look like I'm overpaying. 
Yeah, I'll throw you an extra second for 2023. I'll get that pick back. Seconds. Hey, get, yeah, like, you I, know, that's cool. I, you know, I'm going to end up with the 212, but I'll go trade for someone's 26. It's fine. And no I, big deal. I, I, I traded for Justin Jefferson. I look like an overpayment because I gave up a bunch of depth players, a couple first and a second. And what's like, oh, you overpaid. A couple hours later, I traded um, Ryan Tannehill for 2-5 and got my second back. Literally a couple hours after that pick, after that. <laughs> And then I drafted Justin Fields at two five, so uh, it worked out in the end. So, so you pretty much uh, just traded Tannehill for Justin Fields, and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, you just got a lot younger, but well, I mean, man, I mean, Tannehill's doing so damn well, and it's one QB. Like, I can't wrap my brain around that anymore. I, I literally know. don't know but, if I have one QB. But I, I my old, I have an older quarterback, so I just grabbed a younger quarterback. And, yeah, no, and, and I, I love and, Justin Fields, so I, I think it, he'll be fine. And at two five, I didn't know what was who was going to be there, and I took best player available. And you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I don't like to reach. So, and maybe you can uh, help us dissect maybe a superflex one hundred and one sometime down the road. I know, like, and have an episode about superflex. <laughs> um, anyways, that's yeah. That that's a lot of uh, I guess a lot of football conversation. But Russ, I have one last one last question. That's it. Trevor Lawrence or Lamar Jackson, twelve team superflex. I mean, the answer is, is Trevor Lawrence based on value. I mean, that's that's so that's the only thing I could talk about. Like one one, so you would trade one one for Lamar Jackson right now, or Lamar Jackson for one one? Yes, because I think I can turn around and do more with it. You know, like yeah. if we have a draft that didn't happen, or even if we would just put the name to Trevor Lawrence, I think if my goal was to break apart the asset of that quarterback. Like if I wanted to go trade for a running back and wide receiver or even a lesser quarterback and a wide receiver, you'll get more for the pick of the 101 or the name of Trevor Lawrence than you will for Lamar Jackson coming off of a QB 13 who we hope is going to do better. And that is silly because of how good we've seen Lamar Jackson be. There was just like there was something wrong with that offense last year. Just- and even towards the end, they started to do a little bit better. Not enough to make me feel good about it, but like. That offense can't be it. Like he looked stale, and Lamar Jackson hasn't been in the league long enough to stale that quickly. So, like, I, I do believe he will be better, but still, like, the value of the idea of the one-on-one and the value of the idea of Trevor Lawrence is going before Lamar Jackson in startups. So that just he's. I think I, I, I think the issue is more of people just don't they're they they're so enamored with Trevor Lawrence that they don't oh, want to give up because if you look at it um, like the June DLF ADP that came out, Lamar Jackson in Superflex startups is fourth overall and Trevor Lawrence is 10th overall. So really the community is looking at it as I you know, they're, they're drafting Lamar. draft where Lamar has gone before. Actually, I'm in. Oh, it's a one QB, so that's not going to help. I'm in one of the mock right now. I did this. Trade I, I, just, I just pulled it from DLF. So I mean, no, I, yeah, no, I, really I, I trust you. But like, like in the yeah. startups I've done this year, though I haven't done any in June, so that's fair. But like, yeah. But no, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I don't know. I just think for trade trading wise, I think people are just they're just not willing to give up anything extra. They'd rather just have Lawrence. So that's why you're seeing these questions where everyone's asking Lamar or the 101. Um. But yeah, but I think his value is still holding. You're just not necessarily seeing it because people aren't willing to give up that extra piece to trade for him. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, I did this trade and I felt I gave up Lamar. I have Josh Allen and Tua, 
Mm-hmm. So I, I gave up Lamar and I completely regret it. I'm like, man, should I have gotten more on top? I just took it. Because I'm like, you know, I love Lawrence. I think he can be great. It's we all respect fun. It, but it's, it's, it. Who cares? Right. Like, like, at that point, especially because you have two decent quarterbacks anyway, I, I'm a very, I believe in Tua, 100% believe yeah. in Tua, that he's going to be much better than he was last year. But like, uh, yeah, I, like honestly, I would even do that on a competing team. I don't care. It's just the idea of Lamar for the for Trevor Lawrence is so <laughs> fun. I would just do it. Oh man, yeah, I was I was sitting there for a day, Russ. I just kept looking at it, like just baffled. I'm like, damn, was that the right one? But like, I, I, I think- probably would have flipped a coin at some point, like, and I yeah. would have I would have <laughs> taken a video and like, all right, dude, we're gonna see if we're gonna accept this trade. because really at that point like so many times where you get same position same tier offers usually i just say no but if it's two dudes that sounds like fun i usually end up going "Eh, why not and hit play the game (laughs) yeah like what like it's just fun for the hell of it and something like that is absolutely fun given the two players involved awesome man and speaking of fun this episode was amazing Uh, i had a lot of fun i had a good time if we're going to close it out. I, I will not do as bad as I did with that intro. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's, um, that's days ago at this point. I don't even remember. We just, we talked for so long before and I just, I, I just got in my head of like, Oh man, what are we going to, what am I going to do here now? So um, yeah. So I, what Russ, why don't you close, close yourself out here. I want you to celebrate again um, who you are, what you, what you do. And, you know, Where they yeah. can find what I do. I don't, I don't mean, do I did it. Yeah, yeah, you did it. I did you that last year, that. Russ. I don't, you know, <laughs> I did that same thing to you last year. I told myself I'm not going to do that again. I just, just want, like I'm honestly, like I never plan on saying that phrase. It's just literally all I could think of. Like that's what you need them to say. Just, just <laughs> tell them who you are, what you do, and where they can find it. Close like out it, the show. <laughs> uh, well, I am Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse on the Twitter machines. I have many, many, many podcasts. Uh, to find my podcasts and other amazing ones, you subscribe to the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network and the DLF Family of Podcasts. You can find pretty much everything I do on all of those. Also, the YouTube uh, subscription as well, because I do YouTube shows for both of those. Man, I do way too much stuff. Like, I can't imagine anyone wants to listen to me that much. Um, but, yeah, no, that's that. That's what I do. I talk a lot because no one's told me to shut up enough yet that I actually listened. But, you know, thanks for having me on. You know, I heart all of you guys. So this is always so much fun. Yeah, we appreciate we you, you back. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Had you on episode five last year. We're up to 39 now. So it's not as bad as it looks, I promise. <laughs> one, from, <laughs> one, one from three <laughs> listeners to one. Yeah, we still have one consistent. No, but truthfully, make sure you guys uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Make sure you follow myself at Antonio Denisi FF, Eric at Biggie underscore FF, Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Uh, you can check out the video. You can see Russ. You can see all of us. Make sure you're following us on YouTube as well. Uh, hit the subscribe button so you know when we are on. That's as much as I got for you right now, though. Again, really appreciate you for coming. I I told myself, man, I was listening to you earlier today, and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take the clothes out because I did it last year. Here we are. I'm just going to edit it out, and we'll just go to No, no. You leave that. I will be angry if you edit that out at this point god just take it as envy you're, you're just you're great at what you do um it's but your, thanks again for listening to me talk let's put it that way well i'll blame you <laughs> not me. uh keenan eric anything else to go nothing uh thanks russ appreciate you uh, always being yeah, on man appreciate uh, your time as always man and uh we should get we should get a startup um league going one more before the season starts oh my god why would you say <laughs> those words <laughs>
Dude, trade addicts. I'm getting into trade addicts eventually. We're getting Russ, in there. You can't turn it down, buddy. I absolutely can right you now. Can't turn oh it down. Yeah, he'll have a nightmare now about drafting. All right, guys. Well, with that I'll being said, it, I'll make it a super flex league just for you. It would have to be. Let's let's. There's. There, I have. I have standards yeah you'll never even never can get in that one quarterback league again (laughs) all right everybody mafia out